Hello, everybody. This is the Chini Maji Podcast. Yes, we're back by Impact African Network. So you're listening to Mark and Mumbi. Yeah, happy 2019. Um, yeah, it's uh, excited to be to be back in uh, the hot seat, if you will. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about some of the incidents that happened this past week uh, in uh, in our city, in our town, and. Um, just uh, not the best uh, way to start the year, but um, you know we'll soldier we'll soldier on. Uh, Nairobi is a very resilient uh, town, uh, amazing people in the city. So, yeah, you know, just onward, onwards and upwards. It's a it's a sad situation that happened, but um, yeah, I think that's the less we say about that, the better. Yeah, um, but then I'd also want to add uh, our condolences to, of course, the IDEP team and the family for Jason Spindler. I got to spend a day with him. In a conference and he's an amazing person with amazing dreams and was working to make you know life easier for local entrepreneurs and just entrepreneurs trying to do amazing things in africa so of course definitely our condolences as impact africa yeah that's that's a good one um and and, and, and anybody else who lost a friend or colleague family member <clears throat> through uh, the events this last week you know our heart our, our hearts go out to you and and uh you're in our thoughts and, and prayers as well um so yeah. But yeah, I mean, 2019 is here and has been here for some time. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, it's date 16. It's wait, date wait, it's not even 16. 17. 17. Yeah. Wow. So, so yeah, I mean, if, you're, if you don't have your running shoes on yet, man, you need to get them on. Strap on. Because yeah. <laughs> before you know it, it'll be Easter. Ah. <laughs> I know. But they, and this year is actually moving way, way fast. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess it's because we're busy because we're... We're jumping on as Impact Africa. We're getting started with our first cohort soon, and it's getting so it's getting super fast, super exciting. Yeah, quite yeah. busy, quite busy. But yeah, I mean, coming out of uh, last year, we <clears throat> we just published our Accelerator Perception Report, the study that we did in December 2018, mm-hmm. um, and quite an interesting report, yeah. I would say, quite an interesting kind of like uh, insights that came out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, the way this came about was. Mumbi and I were, <coughs> as entrepreneurs usually do, you start asking yourself, am I, am I insane? Same, Why am yeah. I doing this? Yeah, and we're, we're actually now in the process of, you know, starting the conversations with different startups. And then we just sat and asked ourselves, do people even care about accelerating? What, what are we doing? So we're like, okay, let's go back to basics. Let's go back to basics. Yeah. And, you know, going back to basics is... is, is uh, Speaking to your to your customer base, so yeah. to speak, right? Uh, spending, you know, really kind of interrogating uh, your your potential market mm-hmm. and getting a sense of okay, where are people at? So, in in uh, in, in in you know, I guess uh, uh, pure startup fashion, we went back to the drawing board and said, hey, we need to kind of ask people if they even care how they feel about accelerators. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So, so yeah, we just. Um, <clears throat> created this uh, five-question survey. And mm-hmm. the idea was, I, at that point, we were a bit paranoid about <laughs> the <laughs> the uh, the timeliness or even the appetite for one more accelerator in Nairobi. And, 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 and to be fair, we, we we don't like that word accelerator. Right? Yeah, we've been it's, working actively to figure out what are the new expresses, what you're doing, and we're just still coming back to that. And, and, yeah. and, and the fact of the matter is we, call, we, we are basically are an ecosystem capacity building yeah. Uh, accelerator program. So the ecosystem capacity building part is not just words, it's actually mm-hmm. stuff that we, we do actively, right? Because yeah. uh, the acceleration of startups is one thing, but creating an environment where they can actually um, improve their survivability and access resources 
matters, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, and, and that's what is the magic behind the more advanced ecosystems, right? Mm -hmm. Like Silicon Valley has created this environment where even though you have YC, mm -hmm. YC could not be as successful as it was if it was somewhere in the middle of the desert or, or take any other city almost around the world, right? Mm -hmm. Because they have that infrastructure of talent, they have that infrastructure of investors, mm -hmm. they have that infrastructure of professional services, legal, mm -hmm. financial, uh, finance people, yeah. uh, HR people who can actually bridge the gap for startups. So mm -hmm. there's this network, right, that enables that place mm -hmm. to actually produce the results. Exactly. It's not just about capital, it's not just about talented entrepreneurs, it's not just about any one of those things, but it's the network yeah. that makes a difference. And so that's why as Impact Africa Network, we're in the business of building, building and enabling yeah. network. And that's the ecosystem capacity building part. It's very intentional. And uh, yeah, so that's what we do. Yeah, 100%. So going into some of the five questions that we, we, we were looking to ask a couple of people. So what we did was um, we sat down and actually had to figure out, okay, we don't want to make this thing bulky. So which five questions are going to make sense and how do we put this so that we, we get the most effective results out of it? And actually, we, we were the way we actually started this was a little bit more about, it was more selfish, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> it was to, to assuage our fears, yeah. right? It was like, uh, let's find out if we are relevant mm -hmm. or what we are offering you know, people uh, want, right? Mm -hmm. And so we designed those questions around answering that, getting to that, those exactly. answers, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the first question was, are entrepreneurs in Nairobi experiencing accelerator fatigue due to overexposure? That's the question we had for ourselves. Exactly. And so we had to design a survey that would get to that, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the second question was, beyond help fundraising, mm -hmm. do entrepreneurs see any value in accelerators, exactly. yeah. right? Is it just, hey, I mean, I'm just coming here to get, <laughs> to get that money, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know, that's actually, yeah, that's a huge problem and it's a huge assumption that we had. We're going to go through it as, as we continue. But yeah, that was a big one for me. Yeah, I mean, that's what we thought, right? Yeah. We thought that must be the case. Exactly. Right? Um, yeah. And how well do entrepreneurs understand accelerators, mm -hmm. right? You know, what is an accelerator? If you ask, if you ask every other person, will they have a different answer? Mm -hmm. or, or is there a common understanding of what an accelerator is? Do, do, yeah. do they know what to expect from mm -hmm. an accelerator? Um, and then the fourth question was, what are the top ecosystem okay. gaps yeah. entrepreneurs struggle with, right? Yeah. Just to kind of get, make it more open, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, just tell us what's, yeah. what you guys... What's Using your own words. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this was a five-survey question, a uh, five-question survey, rather, mm -hmm. um, and we sent it out through WhatsApp and... and, and, and uh, LinkedIn and pretty yeah. much hit up all the entrepreneurs we knew, ecosystem actors, and, right. yeah. yeah. It was heavily geared towards entrepreneurs yeah, entrepreneurs. Yeah, 100%, yeah. And the survey got about 87 responses, which is a statistically significant sample to kind of be represented. Very significant right? sample, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, and in terms of results, you want to kind of take the first one? and Yeah. So um, The first question. So for the first one, the first question we had was, have you ever attended an accelerator? And out of all the responses, around 38% was yes, and then around 63% was no. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, can I move to the next one? No, I guess let's talk a little bit about that. In, in my view, what was our expectation? I, I, I was surprised by this result. Yeah. Right? What, 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 what I, were your thoughts? I would have thought the numbers would have been flipped. Oh, really? Yeah. That was my, again, my paranoia, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are a lot of people have actually... Yeah, I, I thought like, oh, shit, there's all these intervention programs oh. and, and accelerators running around. And, and I guess maybe... And, and, 
and so I thought those numbers would have been flipped. I no, thought, but then, yeah, I get that because I think the difference for me is most of the people I was engaging with are very chinyamaji. They don't even know what an accelerator is. Mm. So actually, for me, this was surprising. It was like, oh, like this many people have actually been to accelerators. Ah, so you saw it the other way. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's why for me, I'm just like, eh, this is ex- like actually for me. This is what you thought. Yeah, because okay. most people I know are just so chinyamaji. They don't even know what's happening in the ecosystem. Mm, it's just like, ah, oh, this thing in Gong Road and people running around in I They contest. don't understand what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. The second question was. Um, yeah. How likely are you to attend an accelerator in the future? So we had likely, unlikely, and never. So likely was around 68%, unlikely was 30%, and never was 1%. Right. And <clears throat> I thought never would be more. <laughs> <laughs> I thought people would be like, man, I'm done with this thing. Yeah, I know. For me, I was like, never. Like, why? Why would I want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> right. But now it's interesting because, you know, when you say that you know most of, most of, your, most of your network is Chile, imagine, mm-hmm. why would you think they would never? Just because they, they had don't, bad news? They don't, see the, like, they, don't I, they don't see the value. Okay. Like, that's in my head because I'm trying to think of myself when I was still an entrepreneur, you know, mm-hmm. me three years ago. Mm-hmm. Until I understood how effective accelerators could be, it's just more of like, I want to sit in a class and right. learn and how to build it. Like, right. which, is not, to which, which is not what accelerators exactly. are, right? And that is part of the problem because <laughs> that misconception, of what no, that's part of the problem. Got it. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. So yeah, I mean, this to me, I was also kind of, I was like holding my breath when we were looking at the data. I was like, yeah, people would be like, I'm never going to do anything close to an accelerator, but wow, I mean, right. 68 people. 70% are likely yeah. to attend, right? And that's a unlikely, unlikely doesn't mean never, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, I, this was a surprise. And actually surprise. something, I, when I was sitting down going through this thing, most of the people who are unlikely would we'd find are people who've been to an accelerator. Yeah. So that was very interesting for yeah. me. Yeah. That's something I don't want to research more in the, in the future. Yeah, to find out who the unlikelies were yeah, and like why. Which, what accelerator <laughs> were they in or what experience what was the they issue? then have. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, third question. Mm-hmm. What would be your number one reason for attending an accelerator? So we had three things. To speed up growth, fundraising, and avoiding mistakes. So speeding up growth garnered around 55%, fundraising 28%, and avoiding mistakes 16%. Right. Yeah. So when you aggregate those numbers, you realize... So basically, this 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 question was designed to to identify whether fundraising was the reason why. The reason people go to accelerators, yeah. And 70%, more than 70% of the people went for different reasons. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's very interesting. That, wh- what does that really actually mean? Yeah. Right? Because, yeah, this was my most shocking, like, result. Mm. I didn't expect this. I mm. thought more people would be like, man, I just want to get money. And right. So, more, like, people are looking for information. and They're looking for an, an, know-how. And networks. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're looking for an understanding of how to, to execute, how exactly. to prosecute their, their idea. Yeah, and that's an amazing thing to learn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that speaks to, to me, that suggests that people are understanding that, yo, it's not just about capital, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's about knowing how to do things. Yeah, 100%. Right? Um, and that, is, that, that could be signs of, a, of an ecosystem that's maturing. Yeah. Like people are... are I, would, I would love to actually dig a little bit more into this. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately... You know, uh, I guess we will maybe do another survey another day and, yeah. and kind of find out a little bit more what 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 who who are who are the respondents here and kind of tease this tease this out a little bit more. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. 100%. Um, fourth question. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in your opinion, which is the world's best accelerator? So this is a very interesting one. So initially we had the options as Y Combinator, Google Launchpad, and Textas. And then I remember, I remember insisting, let's add it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> so that actually ended up being very interesting because 44% was YC. Then 42% was I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then 6% or 7% was Google Launchpad. Then around 5.7% was Techstars. Right, right. So, yeah. This is a very interesting kind of a... Because this was the one that would give an indication of... Do people know what an accelerator... What a good accelerator is? Exactly. Or what the... You know. So this for us was more of kind of like a litmus test and mm-hmm. the understanding of, of the concept. Uh, a qualitative understanding of what... What an accelerator is, yeah. right? So, why Combinator coming in at forty-four, almost forty-five percent, and I don't know coming in at f- almost forty-three percent. That's pretty much equal, right? Yeah. So, so that's half of our How do you interpret that? Yeah. yeah. How do you interpret that 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 uh, that data, right? How do you interpret that? So, I rem- when I look at this, the first thing I thought about was we've had a discussion about how something like YC is the is the oldest, okay, not oldest, but one of the most successful startups in the world that no one knows about. That no one no one looks at as a startup. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they but know like, about it. Yeah, but... they know about it, but then they don't really think about it in that sense. Mm-hmm. And you find most people do not, they don't understand the power that can come out of an accelerator done the right way. Right, right. And you know, to be fair, what, you know, one thing is, mm-hmm. is YC is a very different uh, value proposition. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And I do not believe YC could be successful in any other part of the world mm-hmm. the way it's constructed right mm-hmm. now. Um, I had the chance to actually have a, an hour and a half conversation with the CEO of YC in December when I, when I took the trip to, mm-hmm. to Silicon Valley. And Michael and I had a, had a really kind of like a, you know, bun-bunning conversation about, you know, how I was trying to understand how they do what they do and why they're successful, what's the secret ingredients behind behind what they do and and kind of when i when when he kind of explained to me what their core is mm-hmm. right they they basically have the business of fundraising helping the best helping the best entrepreneurs they can find get access to capital uh and and of course they provide a, a lot of uh, value add services but given the fact that they can attract the best of the best mm-hmm. they tend not to have to do a lot of cleanup or that type of stuff which is very interesting so but even then they set up startup school and all these other things but at at the end of the day they are a fundraising platform Mm -hmm. for the best entrepreneurs around the world and that's that's what they do Mm um and so anyway uh what this data kind of tells me is like yeah okay there's some people who who don't know what a good accelerator is half 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 the respondents almost yeah. don't know what an excel- a good accelerator is. Mm-hmm. Um, so even how would they be able to analyze whether they need one or how to choose which one they should go to, right? So very, true. very, very interesting. And honestly, to be fair, in my head, I'm thinking, for example, when, when something like YC was starting, what, we, what we're discussing, the ecosystem was pretty much very young at that stage. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the model changes as they move forward because I would understand you know, an accelerator having a very strong funding focus when in a mature ecosystem. Of because people are already there. Mentally, you're not you're not fighting mindset issues, you know, people are already there. Market access, no, no problems. So, exactly. So that's it's the same thing. The, yeah. Silicon Valley could only exist 
in 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 North America in America yeah. because of all <coughs> the underlying conditions, mm-hmm. right? Number one, uh, market access, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you work in in those startups don't have the same go-to-market challenges that we might have. Yeah. One just being lack of data. Lack of who's the Fortune 500 in but Africa. who's your customer? You don't even, <laughs> you can't do the basics. Like right. we still have, right. yeah. yeah. So so just knowing who to go to and mm-hmm. then uh, having access to them, mm-hmm. having people who've actually sold stuff to those companies who can actually bring relationships with existing executives in those companies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, venture platforms like, uh, venture firms like um, Andreessen Horowitz, yeah. They actually have an executive briefing center mm-hmm. as part of their value proposition so that if they invest in you, what they do is they have relationships with the Fortune 500 yep. CIOs and mm-hmm. CTOs and, and CEOs, mm-hmm. and, they, and they fly them over mm-hmm. to uh, uh, Sand Hill Road. And, 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 and bring them to this executive briefing center so startups can pitch their ideas to them. Wow. So, <laughs> so, so, that's, so when you think about that, yeah. you're like, okay, it's, it's a whole different value proposition. So yeah. the gap between startup and, and traction and growth mm-hmm. is, is very binary, man. You either got it or you don't, yeah. right? There's, there's not, and so, so, so what that means is that capital becomes a very important, it, it, capital, capital becomes a very relevant thing yeah. very soon. Right, 100%. Uh, and then the mindset issues mm-hmm. that uh, are, are, we also have, which I think are, are significantly problematic, yeah. right? Because um, the folks who go to YC, they're looking to build, scaled up, high growth. They're already there. They're already there. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. they're not. They're not looking to say, ah, oh, you know, do I need, you know, like. I'm doing this thing. Yeah, yeah, they're not looking to build a survival business. Yeah. They're looking to build a, an enterprise. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so they're ready in their mind to absorb the capital. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Let's move on to the next one. So ideally... The next question was the open response uh, question, uh, which mm -hmm. the list of three things. Yeah, go ahead. You think startups in Nairobi need. So ideally for that, the results we had were very diverse, of course, because there's a couple of... Just in people's words, exactly. ideally. Exactly. So I remember trying to think the best way to organize that. Yeah, and I was yeah. trying to do a word cloud, and but then Mark did an amazing job with that. So <laughs> <laughs> this was this was my uh, Christmas period project to kind of <laughs> solve this problem. Yeah. Uh, so of course, the thing that was coming up again and again was capital. That was almost kind of pretty much on everybody's yeah right response. So I think I can I, I see like we have percentages for that. So the response rate for that was around eighty eight percent, and then we had of course mentorship and quality advisors, which we think is the same thing. Yeah, right. And then we had support network and environment, which was coming in at number three, and then those knowledge, skills, and experience, which 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 you can translate that to. I mean, what does that actually mean? So the way I translate that mm-hmm. is. You know, no, it's having good co-founders mm-hmm. and a good team, right? Okay. So how do you, you, every single, every person has a certain set of knowledge, mm-hmm. right? But they may not have everything that is required and they may not even be capable of having the skills and the knowledge required to, to, to build a startup, okay. to start a company and move it forward. There are different pieces that are required. Generally speaking, you have a technical co-founder, a business co-founder or mm-hmm. a domain expert in some way. So bringing together the people with different dis- disparate skill knowledge sets, yeah. and skill sets mm-hmm. and, and, and experience. Mm-hmm. So that speaks so to people. That's, that speaks to uh, uh, 
co-founding, finding the right co-founder. I have, I've, I've, I've spoken to an, an entrepreneurs who struggle with getting co getting good co-founders is really hard. Yeah. That's a problem. 100%. And then also beyond co-founders is the, the, your executive team, mm -hmm. right? And, 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 you know, I was just listening to, you know, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the <clears throat> Vinod Kosla, um podcast by on YC that they just pushed out last week and they were talking about this very thing yeah. about having uh, what he calls a kitchen cabinet mm -hmm. the founding team mm -hmm. right of three or four kind of uh, folks who bring that knowledge skills and experience to the table mm -hmm. so that you can execute and the reality of the situation is it's you I'm seeing a little bit more of people pursuing that approach to be to be fair right okay. when I look at the startups in our first cohort mm -hmm. You're, you're seeing a little bit more, you're seeing less singular individual founders and people thinking about, hey, you know what? I need knowledge, skills, and experience, so I better go find somebody yeah. who I can work with. Um, 100%. And that's that's how startups are built. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, yeah. So the, so when we dig a little bit deeper into this and kind of unpack it, mm. um, we've talked a little bit about the surprising results, right? Um, but the key insights. Let's mm -hmm. talk about the key insights. Okay. Okay. Right? Um, so there are a couple, around five of them. So if you reduce all that, of course, capital, we already discussed that. We had the support networks and spaces. But let's talk about capital a little bit. Yeah. In terms of, it wasn't just capital, capital, capital. Bring a good point. So something actually that caught my eye was people just don't want money. They want the right money. Exactly. Right. So that's patient capital. That's investors with entrepreneurial experience. And these are pretty much words that entrepreneurs are using themselves. Yeah, these are quoted quotes yeah, from the responses. Exactly, those accessible network of local angels and VCs. Right. And those uh, good investors, not those with runner stamps. Yeah. So that was very interesting for me because people want they want local money and they want in, like investors who who have been who understand the journey. Yeah. Right? Who can actually add value. Yeah, and that translates to now patient capital because right. if someone understands the journey and understand what what it takes to build a business, then Right. Yeah. Right. There's there's a there's a kind of like a synergy there. There's a, there's a meeting of minds. Mm -hmm. There's a kindred spirit yeah. uh, type of thing. Somebody can actually bring more than, than money to yeah. the conversation. Actually, yeah. Thanks for reminding me about that. I thought that was a that yeah. was a big one. Yeah. Right. Um. And then the the other one was the, yeah the support networks and spaces, which for me was very interesting and especially around the spaces bit because when you're on the outside looking in, there's a lot of events. There's a lot happening. <laughs> right. So why do like entrepreneurs and still feel as if something is not connecting with mm, them. There's, mm. there's a missing middle. Mm. So that for me is very interesting. And I remember us having a conversation with an entrepreneur last year with Mark and them talking about what they feel when they, they're seated in an event, when they try to go for one of the many evening events, targeting entrepreneurs and, you know, when they're seated and listening and it, there's, there's a missing... Yeah, and there's a missing middle in terms of they don't whatever is being discussed is not relatable to their everyday sort of and and, and let's sharing. let's make it a little bit even more cultural yeah. than that i mean the reality of is is the visible ecosystem is a uh, very westernized yeah. right it's it's populated by people generally speaking running these events mm -hmm. who come from western world, uh, yeah. the western world and even if it's even if they're kenyans right mm -hmm. they've been exposed to that world mm -hmm. I mean, present company very much you know, included. Yeah. And so people feel like, I, you know, I mean, the, the, how many, you know, the average, the average Nairobian mm -hmm. is, hasn't necessarily lived uh, in a, in a Western capital. Mm -hmm. And so I think this, to me, this said that people don't feel, don't feel that those, these spaces are not serving what they are, this need of people for accessing networks, 
collaborate. They're not fostering collaboration because okay. they're feeling like this is that's not working. Mm-hmm. If there are so many events, but people are still asking for this, yeah, that's that's kind it's of a very uh, interesting. Because for me, this was like, okay, what's you know, happening? What here? what is needed? Yeah, yeah what's what needed? needed? And you yeah. know, I'll relate this back to some of this. <clears throat> Some of my friends uh, in the ecosystem who are uh, who are some of the the old, the old guard, so to speak, or folks who've been around for the last ten years, mm-hmm. and when when IHAB and the Nilabs were getting getting started, basically there were congregation spaces mm-hmm. that were very kind of open arms, mm-hmm. and they were trying to figure themselves out. So there were just places where, you know, people interested in in in, in innovation and tech and startups would just hang out yeah. and build networks, mm-hmm. and it's it, it, they say. From, from those folks, from their own words, it's like, it's a very different thing than... than th- those those spaces have evolved because they need sus- to, to sustain themselves yeah, and 100%. kind of build a business model. But back in the day, they were kind of more, you know, grant-funded. Mm-hmm. And so they could have a little more laser-fair kind of approach. And I actually had the same exact conversation with someone else. Because I remember by then, I was much younger. But then most of the companies that were coming up had same people same faces and it was a group of people meeting and that's where people found co-founders and exactly develop the understanding exactly so some of the big organizations that are coming up the akira chicks and and so on ideally all this came up from exactly. such spaces exactly. and the co-founders found each other there and yep. it was just amazing yeah yeah i mean look i mean some of the <clears throat> some of the most uh talented uh high quality um folks that i know in the ecosystem mm-hmm. What part of those 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 groups, right? Exactly. Uh, you know, I have friends who are CTOs right now at different startups, and they talk about those days. Yeah. And so I guess what this says is that while these uh, spaces have been forced to kind of evolve, be, evolve to have develop sustainable models, those sustainable models have actually locked out mm-hmm. because you know they've locked out one yeah. <laughs> the day. Very true, by the way. Right. So yeah. what's happening to the current generation of younger emerging mm-hmm. professionals entrepreneurs where are they congregating mm-hmm. right that that's moved on that's a big question. and they, that's a big problem yeah that's a big problem 100%. um cool now on to the next one. Oh, okay so the next one was knowledge skills and experience we touched on this a bit but then just having <coughs> the so in a mature ecosystem this gaps this gaps can be bridged through you know accelerators and former founders turning into angel investors and VCs and consultants and co-founders and employees. So, yeah, can talk more yeah. about that. We, we, we covered this yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, these are some of the key insights that uh, I guess what we, what net-net is that as an emerging ecosystem, we are still, we still need to build capacity. Yeah, 100%. That's just, that's just a natural part of uh, maturation. Yeah. Then the next one is a very interesting one, having experienced mentors and advisors. Yeah, who possess first-hand uh, experience, you know, yeah. and can Startups. provide practical, mm-hmm. useful advice to yeah. entrepreneurs. Yeah, right? this is something we, I think we've talked about before. Right. right. Yeah, we and even the, even yeah. the the Endeavor report talks a little bit about that. Exactly. Actually, basically, it's built around yeah. <laughs> around that that, that and we concept. We covered that in a, in, in like one or two podcasts before. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting when some of the things where we've been talking about coming up when you're talking to people. Right. Yeah, and the last one was professional service providers. So these are ideally all the people who are needed to get a startup moving. Is yeah. it HR, legal, finance, tax? And yeah. The professional services yeah. infrastructure. So you find, because we haven't, we, we, we don't, our business environment hasn't been building startups, right? Mm-hmm. That's not what we've been doing. Yeah. But now startups are at the point where they're, being, they're, they're maturing and they're moving forward. Mm-hmm. And they need these services that they can that can answer these questions, yeah. like, right? So can provide uh, legal mechanics that a startup 
oriented, mm -hmm. not corporate, right? Yeah. So we need people with that expertise. You know, people can provide good financial modeling mm -hmm. um, to startups. You'd be shocked at how many, none of the startups that we work with have financial, a financial model. model yeah. Big deal. And then mm -hmm. tax and all that other stuff. Yeah. So the professional services infrastructure still is also the same thing as knowledge, skills, and experience. We need to build that capacity. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when we look at this, we have architected our program to actually address these things, right? 100%. Right. So yeah. that's, that's an exciting thing. Yeah, we've already been talking to several, you know, professionals in the spaces and, you know, people who have an eye out and are learning and understanding how startups work and building these frameworks and yeah. it's, it's amazing, actually. No, yeah, actually, I just, today, just today I just got a, a confirmation from uh, uh, somebody I was, I, was, I was looking to recruit to come yeah. and be an, an in-house kind of part-time legal yep. professional and what we want to do with that person is expose them to startups mm -hmm. so they can actually start to develop that uh, understanding of what what startups need do mm -hmm. their research and kind of support us uh, support the startups that we work with so yep. I just got like he's he's on board yep. um, some good news from uh, from that uh, from a, a new team member that will be joining us it's amazing actually do you know that's why I'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the survey. We mm -hmm. this is a great um, place to this is this is a great place to kind of walk into twenty nineteen with eyes wide open. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, that's we're excited about you know uh, we're excited about that. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we're gonna post uh, the link to the to the report to the full report itself. We're gonna put it online on our social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. So that you can actually go and read through it and see some of the things, you know, in more detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can follow us at uh, on Twitter. We are at IA Network Tweets. Tweets yeah, that's yeah, at IA Network Tweets, and uh, we also have a LinkedIn page. Uh, our website, our URL is impactafrica.network. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, all our pages are Impact Africa Network. Yeah, so yeah. very easy to find. Yeah. So feel free to hit us up if you have any comments about the report, any questions, any thoughts. We'd love to hear We'd from you. We'd love to hear from you. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yep.